It's just so small. This is Obi Smith, and you're tuned in to About That. Alrighty, guys. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, if you guys remember, last week was my birthday, so of course I'm slowly rolling off of the God complex of everyone texting you, wishing you happy birthday, and feeling like you're the most important person in the world for a singular 24 hours. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it was great. Thanks for asking. Um, I, I really, you know, I'm glad we got to sit down, sit down and talk today. Um, I got my sternum tattooed. That was interesting. Definitely a choice. Don't get me wrong. Um, but no, I want, you know, wanted to sit down and talk with you guys today. I've kind of been going into these episodes a bit, um, less prepared than usual and I don't know if it, if you can tell and I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing I don't know how you guys feel about being prepared and like you know making sure everything's organized and you're on top of your shit but personally it's like I have this like really weird desire to have everything mapped out and planned and organized in my life but I also am such a sucker for being spontaneous and irrational and it literally like my life is nothing but a walking contradiction <laughs> like I'm like, like I mentioned before, like, you know, I, I deal with OCD and stuff like that. And, you know, I also have like a little bit of a little, little sinus moment going on. So sorry about that. But yeah, no. So I want to be organized really bad and I want to have everything like put together and planned. And the thing is, is I'll start out so good. Like I'll sit there and I'll be like, yeah, got everything named in my Google Docs and, you know, everything's organized and I'm keeping my notes on paper. Like when it comes to like planners and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Like, I'll start using them for the first, like, three months, and then I'll be like, I'm sorry, what's a planner? Like, I'll, I'll literally just stop using it, and then I'll go back, and I'll be like, wow, look at that. 2021, only three months are filled out, but <laughs> I don't know. It really depends. Like, sometimes I will be on top of it, and other times I am a hot mess. Um, but no, the I'd say, like, the past three weeks, I have been just, like, did, like not organized. I have not had my shit together, and I don't know if, like— being organized bothers you guys at all but personally I start to like beat myself up when I don't have my shit together like I'll sit there and be like oh my god like instead of like fixing it and changing it I'll just start like a pity party for myself so I feel like I need to lock down on that shit and get like you know like I'll like sit there and I'll like there I'll sit there and like write out my goals and stuff like that and talk about the things that are like you know that I want to accomplish and very much like manifesting and I, I know like some people, you know, don't, you know what, if I want to say manifest, I will I'm not saying that I live my life by it, but I do believe that what you put into the universe is going to come back to you, whether or not it is like a, like a thing where it's like, oh, I can sit there and say a million times that I'm going to make a million dollars. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a, like a genie wish making factory, but like, I completely believe that. Whatever energy you put forth is what you will receive back to you. It's the same thing. Like, like we use that mentality a lot. We'll be like, uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Treat the universe how you want to be treated. Like, I completely agree with that. So when I make a joke about manifestation, I get, like, a lot of looks and stuff like that. And it's like, don't you guys believe in, like, karma? Like, I don't know. Like, even then, I, I don't know if I believe in karma. I saw this thing the other day where it was like... Like, karma isn't real. Uh, the universe is not punishing you. Everyone makes mistakes. And I'm like, 
I mean, like, yeah, karma, like, has room for mistakes and stuff like that. But it's, like, if you're doing shitty things and you're putting that negative and just bad, bad energy. I hate saying bad, but you know what I mean. Like, lack of better words, fucking, like, piece of shit attitude and energy into the world. That is what your world is going to look like. Like, if you walk around being, like, man, I hate everything. Fucking, I hate it here. Like, you're just not really going to have that great of a time, are you? No, you're not. Like, let's just be honest with ourselves here. If we're being negative all the time, and I know, like, when it comes to, like, mental health and stuff like that, there are a lot of things out of our control, but I will say that there's a lot that, like, changed for me perspective-wise, and once I started, like, mapping out, like, my goals and my plans and what I want and how I want to be treated and what I expect from people, and I started, like, kind of, you know, speaking those things into, I guess, fruition in a way, or, like, kind of, like, writing it down and organizing those thoughts, it started to become more of a reality for me. And, like, yeah, that feels like magic, but it's just kind of, like, basic, like, I guess psychology in a way. Like, you're, you, like, it's the fake it till you make it type of shit that keeps me going. So, like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, man, I hate, like, I'll, like, I'll beat myself up sometimes. Or, like, I, you know, people... The, this is probably relatable, but you'll sit there and be like, oh man, like I hate the way I look, you know? It's like, uh. And it's like, okay, well, how about instead of looking in a mirror and judging myself for how I look, I look in the mirror and I appreciate the fact that my body just got me through a pandemic. I appreciate the fact that I'm not dead. <laughs> like, and I know that's such like a basic thing, but sitting there and just being like, oh, well, I actually very much like this about myself and I very much like this. And I focus more on those positives. And of course there are some negative things in life that you can change. And if you wouldn't change it, Dude, fucking go for it. Like, there's sometimes I'll sit there and I, like, I struggle a lot with, like, my weight and stuff. And I'll I'll just personally be, like, uh, you know, like, I, I realize the whole route of, like, beating yourself up and just, like, hating it. Be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to be fat forever type of mentality doesn't really get me anywhere. And it just, you know, now I'm just miserable and don't like my body. <laughs> so instead, you know, I try to find, like, healthy ways that not only enrich my mental health but also my physical health. As in, like, I have started running again. And when I say like running, I mean like I'm doing like 30 minutes to an hour of cardio daily and I fucking love it. Like my legs are in so much pain, but I'm genuinely having like a good time doing it. Like it's a great way to kind of like relax and just think about whatever you need to think about. It's kind of like me like touching base with myself. And a lot of the things that I do while I'm running is listen to my own podcast and kind of like take mental. Oh my God, that's so vain. I, I listen to my own podcast a lot, guys. I'm probably the majority of listens, but no, like I'll, I'll sit there and I'll like, you know, make mental notes and use that time to like kind of organize my thoughts, get everything together, do a quick little run. Like I've been doing cardio circuits and stuff lately and I'll sit there and I'll talk about what I've been doing. People look at me like I'm fucking crazy and I was like, what? I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like my dad is a runner. He is. Oh my God. My dad is such a badass. Hey dad, how you doing? He is like in his, I don't want to like say his age, but he's like, you know, you know, Dad, you look 25, but, like, he's, he you know, my dad's, on the, like, he's older, but, like, God, he, like, still, like, he can smoke any, like, younger guy, any younger soldier that he, like, runs with. Like, he is a machine, and I feel bad. I wish I got more into running as a kid, but he kind of, like, put me into the, that scene as well, and it was, like, a bonding thing that we have. So even when I'm running, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, man, my dad would be so proud of me right now. <laughs> He'll be like, oh, my God, he would love this. It's like... You know, I just ran like seven miles. That dad would love this shit. Like, you know, and it, it just makes me feel better. So I kind of, 
like I said, like I'm, I'm kind of investing more into things that help out with my, um, you know, my like my physical health and my mental health, and I, that is one of those things. Um, and and like I mentioned, it helps me organize my thoughts. Back to whatever the fuck I was talking about. Um, <laughs> I just I like. I don't know, I'll go on those tangents like that and then I lose track. And that's why I try to have notes and stuff because, you know, like the, the whole point of this podcast is that it's like a brain train. It's a wild ride. This, that, da, 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 everything in between. But like, I don't think you guys understand. <laughs> like, I have to have notes or something to keep me on track or I'm just going to fly off the handle. And, and then I'll sit there and I'll start talking about things that the episode is not supposed to be about. And like, I think that's my favorite thing about the podcast as well is that like, I can kind of talk about whatever I want, uh, whenever I want. And it's up to you guys if you want to listen or not. I mean, hey, some episodes are going to be right up your ballpark. Other ones are not. And that is just the way that it rolls. But just know I'm enjoying every minute of it. Um, I realized also, like, I'm a very scatterbrain person. Um, you know, like, my my brain is quite literally off the rails uh, the majority of the time. So organizing is... Something that like it, it should be very important to me and I should value. And I struggled a lot with it when I was like younger. Um, just kind of making sure that I know where my mind is going. Like it's okay to have a lot going on up there, but you gotta be able to corral those thoughts to where you could actually follow through with them sometimes. Like I don't know, maybe that's just me. I, I walked in today and I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit here and talk. And that's just been what I've been doing because it worked out very well the first two times and now I'm like, I can do this every time. And it's like no, you can't. You walk in with this like undeniable like anxiety of like, oh, well, maybe what if I start an episode and then I like start hitting like a wall halfway through because I like become self-aware in the moment of what I'm talking about. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. and I have to sit there. And this is where the manifestation comes in. But no, I'll, I'll literally sit there and be like, OK, Bria, O.B., 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 it's cool. Like, just sit there and just, t- and, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. I mean, like. Oh no, 30 minutes, not necessarily wasted, but 30 minutes of just kind of getting anything out of your system is not the end of the world, dude. Like, it's fine. And, you know, like, I'm trying to change my mentality about those things, try not to be so hard on myself. And I realized it's made me feel healthier in the long run. You guys should try it. If you are trying it, keep doing it. That's awesome. I, I love that for you. But, um, so. When it comes to, like, organization, I feel like people think, like, I don't know, I guess the term is, like, having everything together and putting it in your place, like, in your place, in its place, you know, and stuff like that. But I feel as if it, it kind of goes, like, further than that. I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, like the, like, the denotation would include, like, mental processing and thoughts like that. But the connotation of the word, most of people think of, like, a physical, like, I guess, cleaning strategy if that makes sense I don't know maybe that's just me but you know I haven't been doing any notes or anything lately like today my goal was to walk in and talk about um fucked up kids movies because why not you know I've actually have been procrastinating heavily and I've just been sitting there watching a lot of stuff from like my childhood and the other day I watched um, A Brave Little Toaster, if anyone has seen that movie. If you have not, you are missing out. That movie is such a like a fun ride. So basically it's about this toaster that, and it's, well, I guess it's kind of like Toy Story, but with like appliances. And they, you know, like the, the toaster literally like refers to, all of the appliances refer to the owner of them as their master. 
which is already creating like a complex in my mind. I was like, oh, wow, that's a that's a way to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's a way to put it. I don't know why master. Like, why not just be like owner or I don't know, call him by his name or, you know, something like it just feels weird being like, oh, no, the master. And I'm like, like, what? No. So like the basically he leaves and they I think I'm pretty sure they all live in like this like cabin. And, you know, like, you know, he leaves and he leaves all the appliances there and the vacation home and the appliances are like, no, we have to go get our master. He left us behind. And they go on this large, amazing, fantastic, terrifying journey to find their master. And holy shit, dude, like even in like the beginning of it, right, the AC unit that's in the wall has like an insane commentary basically about like, you guys don't understand what it's like to be like stuck in a wall. At least you can move around. You think it's so hard for you to think about me. He literally goes crazy and is like going insane living in this wall and like he unalives himself. And I'm like, this is how we're starting the movie. Like, he, like, has, like, a mental breakdown and unalives himself. And I'm like, ah, okay. As a kid, I was, you know, really taken in this this material. That's fine. Um, you know, there's just, just, like, a bunch of other, like, moments where, like, the Blanky character, which is a heated blanket, I love you, Blanky, um, is, like, kidnapped by these forest animals. Like, you know, it's whenever they're in the forest and they, like, kind of, you know, meet a, meet a bunch of these creatures and it's sweet and stuff like that. And... For some reason, whoever wrote this movie was like, hmm, okay, Blanket is getting pulled into, like, this, like, little den. They're they're kidnapping him, I guess, because he's, like, so warm or something like that. Who cares about why? The goal is there's conflict. We're creating conflict. What is Blanky going to say in this children's movie to get the attention of his friends to save him? Hmm, help me. No, 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 no. They're they're taking me. No, no, no. That's like both of those are just it's too bland. You know, we want to be original with the screenplay. What could we say? Hmm. I got it. They're killing me. That's appropriate for children. And I'm not saying like kids shouldn't be like subjected to that stuff. But like, come on, know your audience, dude. Just like literally he's like getting dragged. And he's like, they're killing me. They're killing me. And I'm like, no, they're not blinky. You dramatic bitch. They're pulling you into a hole. OK, well, I guess maybe. If you don't get out much, you'd probably think, oh, well, they're definitely going to end my life. Like, you know, none of us know the attentions. We don't understand why. It's such an interesting choice that they made. And, like, <laughs> there's, oh, my God. Like, there's so much in this movie. Like, the um, Little Toaster has, like, a, like, a, like a, uh, a, a fever dream, basically, where this, like, clown... It, it, there's like a scary, creepy clown, which I pretty, I'm pretty sure that was, like, in my nightmares when I was a kid. Like, it is this... Scary ass clown, and basically, <laughs> he he's so upset about his master and stuff, and the clown's trying to kill him. So he uh, there's a shot of him holding on to the shower rail thing, the shower rod, and then falling into a bathtub. Motherfucker's a toaster, like <laughs> it's choices, you know, choices. Um, so like watching that movie kind of made me think about other kids movies that probably changed my perspective on things. And the first one that comes to my mind is Coraline. Did you guys watch this movie? And I met people who haven't seen this movie and I thought this was like a thing, you know, like I love like, I'm well, not love. Love is a strong word. I have a, um, like kind of a connection to those like stop motion claymation movies. I, I admire how much art, art, how much work 
is there and like how much effort is being put into like that is crazy the fact that they make these entire like small scale worlds and you know they're moving these little clips like that is so cool to me so whenever this movie came out i was like okay okay this is cool this is cool i'm gonna watch this and i was like i was young um i would make my own little stop motion sometimes like it, it you know like it, it drew me in the movie's fucked up, guys. Like, it's it's the movie for people who don't know just off of the title. It's the one where um, the button eyes, if you remember that. And it's, like, the uh, the other mother. And, and, you know, she like, Coraline goes into, like, this alternate universe, basically, where everything is perfect. And she starts to realize that things are not as great as they seem as the other mother, the other father. Like, you, the, those, the intentions of these characters are, you know, starting to be questioned. And even, like... Just the beginning of the movie really isn't that scary. It's just what I would describe as unsettling. Like, there's just such, like, an overwhelming sense of dread at the beginning of this movie where it's just, like, the scariest thing is, like, just, like, the the um, depiction of, like, child neglect that it shows where it's, like, okay, yeah, her parents are really harming her, like, physically. You know, it's, it wouldn't be, like, what your typical, de- um, like, media depiction of abuse is. But it's it's literally like, you know, like, they're just kind of like, okay, cool, whatever, you exist, you'll be fine, we just uprooted you, moved you to a new place, where you have no friends, we're busy, we don't have time for you type of thing. And that enough, that alone is scary. Like, you could do a whole movie based off of that, where that sucks, you know, like, children who have to go through that, and I, like, you know, props to them, I guess, for putting that out there into the world, but Christ, like, when I was watching that, I was like, okay, well, this is really sad, and no wonder... No fucking wonder whenever Coraline, like, sees the other world, the other dimension, and everything is, like, you know, perfect, and people are talking to her and asking how her day is and care about her and, like, doing things to make her happy. No wonder she would want to be a part of that. I, I like, I totally get it. Because I remember, like, I was talking about it with my mom. She's like, why, like, why would she leave her family? Like, she just, like, that, that's so weird. I'm like, no, it's it's really not weird. Um... Because she was neglected before and now she's getting attention, you know, and that's just like a thing that I think uh, like I can even see it like, you know, like relevant and like I feel like a lot of people could see that in their adult lives. And if they were neglected as children or if they didn't have many friends as children, they kind of hold on to those um, threads of like attention and like, you know, later on in their life because they were neglected as a kid. That's just like, you know, basic psychology, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, no, like there's a part where like she's the the whole goal, right, of the uh the other mother is to collect children's souls and sew buttons into their eyes and that is a scary concept. So not only do we have kind of unsettling claymation, you know, feel to it and like the sense of dread and the obvious neglect of a child, all of this, there's also give me your eyes. <laughs> like what and like even whenever like, she starts to kind of realize what's going on, and the other mother's like, ah, like, freaking out over and stuff like that. Like, whenever they, 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 like, play this game to where she's like, if I can find all the eyes of the children, you have to set them free and set me free, and you can never come back type of thing. I'm pretty sure that's what the the stakes are. And she's like, yeah, totally, we can do that. But if you lose and you don't find all the eyes by a certain amount of time— your soul's mine forever. I stay where I am and I keep wreaking havoc on this town. And like that alone was like, oh, okay. Stakes are high. Cool. Even as a kid, I was able to understand that. 
And oh my God, it's just so unsettling. Like even like the, like YB, her like friend, they sew his mouth shut because their idea of like a, like a perfect YB is a YB that doesn't talk as much. What the fuck? So that's why, like Coraline, like obviously like people know that's a fucked up movie. Like it's different looking at Brave Little Toaster versus Coraline. Just like the feel is different altogether. It's kind of like whenever I was talking about Nightmare Before Christmas and why it is definitely not a Christmas movie and you know Christmas is coming up but if I catch any of you guys, no, I'm joking. But like if you're watching that on Christmas, homie, <laughs> stop. No, but um, yeah, no, like it, it has like a feel to it, you know, like you know that it's going to be spooky, you know it's going to be scary. Same thing with um James and the Giant Peach, if you guys remember that. I remember that there's a book, I'm pretty sure, the book is very messed up, but like just the first part of James and the Giant Peach that I remember off the top of my head. Like I know that it's like live action, then it goes into claymation. But the first thing that I remember and I think about all the time is James's parents was killed by a rhinoceros. Like uh, maybe it was like a herd of rhinoceroses, R- rhinoceri, rhinoceros, hippopotamuses. No, R- rhinos. Let's just say why am I so extra rhin- rhinoceroses, rhinos. His parents were murdered, murdered by rhinos. And in the book, like they, they they talk about that and he's kind of haunted by like these rhinos throughout his whole childhood because, you know, like they killed his parents. He's very much like able to see that that happened and was very conscious and is aware, you know, like, you know how people say like when you're younger, like you hit a certain age and suddenly you're conscious, you know, it's like your earliest memory that you have. And that's when you like suddenly you're a person now type of thing. James became a person when his parents were trampled and eaten by rhinos. Great start to the movie. Like, and like, you know, and it's another like example of child neglect. Like at, at the beginning of that movie, the, like his aunts, like literally like make, like it's like kind of like a Cinderella esque type story. And they just like completely, torment him and like taunt him about his parents getting murdered by rhinos and like after seeing that like you know and then he eats these like magic bugs um and the bugs like make that's what created the peach the big old peach and then also like made all the bugs inside of the peach like you know sentient i guess but it's just like looking at his living situation no wonder james was like yeah no i'm out i gotta go I don't want to do this. You know, like, no fucking wonder he dipped on that shit and decided to live in a peach with bugs instead and go to New York. Because, like, the movie's set in London and his, you know, his parents, I guess, like, the dream was, like, to go to New York. So the whole goal of this movie is for him to take this peach as his form of transportation to New York. And it's a kid's movie. I know. Well, is it? I don't know. Watching it, I don't know if it's a kid's movie, but it, it it is supposed to be for a younger audience. So I totally get like, oh yeah, it's a wacky plot, but whatever. But it's just so dark, dude. Like whenever the peach, him and the peach are escaping, they literally like crush the car that the aunts are in. And like, they should be dead. And like, it literally, it like just demolishes the car and they're inside of it. And then at the end of the movie, they they come pulling up in the car. The car just went through the ocean, which is so fucking funny to me. And I was like, seaweed and stuff fall over it. And they pull, they're pulling up the car, and, you know, they're fine. The car's all smashed up, and they get out, and they're perfectly fine. I'm like, okay, thank you for not brutally murdering another set of people, but also, like, what the fuck? I don't know. Um, 
I just have like a like literally just like a list of like movies that like as a kid I was like whoa and I, I kind of wanted to do a commentary on how like media affects your childhood and stuff but I don't know I, I don't really have an axe to grind today um I did want to say things that fucking scared me as a kid hocus pocus if any if you know me in person you know that hocus pocus is like the fucking like scariest movie to me when I was younger like that movie freaked me out so much I remember my mom being in my room and I was crying it was like it was was almost Halloween we were watching Hocus Pocus and I was crying and I was like I just want Halloween to be over because I just kept having night terrors about Hocus Pocus and like I used to have like these super vivid like dreams and stuff like that up like of these movies and like it it was like that was my life and there's a part in Hocus Pocus where like what is it like I put a spell on you which is like a banger but like she makes like everyone's parents forget the kids if if I'm right. I don't even know. I haven't seen the movie in so long cuz I'm scared of it, but that's what I remember. I remember her making all the parents forget the children, which was one of my biggest fears when I was a kid was being like forgotten by my family, like even if it was like forgetting me in the grocery store or like one day them not knowing me. Like if someone pulled that prank on me where like the kids standing right in front of you be like, "Oh, Bria, where are you?" Bria, and I'm like right here. I'm like I'm right here and you'd ignore them. If someone did that to me as a kid, I would probably lose my shit like I would be scarred and like just even imagining that is enough to scar me but hocus pocus in itself scared the shit out of me as a kid like it really got me like I I just and there's a lot of things that like I still think of to this day when I was a child that really fucked me like um like I love Jumanji Robin Williams I love you thank you so much for everything you did but like Jumanji right the river scene Motherfucker, that fucking huge, like, you know, the the crocodile in the river scene in Jumanji, the original Jumanji. I'm not talking about with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm talking about the original Jumanji. That crocodile is a full-sized animatronic created for that specific scene. It is not CGI. It is not just, like, a little piece, like, you know, like a small, that is a, it is a completely constructed giant crocodile animatronic that is enough to like terrify me. and before i even knew that like that overwhelming sense of dread that i felt as a kid with like the murky water and you see like the jaws come even just like seeing it peek over like that like i don't know how to explain it like terrifies me to my core and i found out i found there's a term there is a phobia term for this and it's called submechanophobia and it's something about where like machines like in water type of thing but they're like they're like animatronics like machines that are trying to resemble like real life things it's kind of like that uncanny valley type of feeling where like that's not real and it looks off and it's also in water does not make any sense to me like oh my god i and sometimes i'll just put myself through it and i'll go and i'll watch like a bunch of videos of this shit like uh like in uh universal studio the jaws ride Homie, the Jaws ride? Where they have, like, the animatronic sharks in it? Literally, there has been someone who has fallen off of the boat on that ride and got sucked into, like, the the, the machiny stuff of this Jaws ride. How is that? That is, that is so fucking... Like, the Jungle Cruise. I saw a video the other day of the Jungle Cruise. And it was the... Um, it was like, is Jungle Cruise really worth the wait? Mm, I don't know. And then it showed a bunch of clips of, like... You know, like when you're passing by like that one part. And I don't know if you guys are going to know this. This is just random trivia I have off the top of my head. But it's like the one of the boats is like submerged and there's hippos kind of all around it, which is already just like a scary scene to begin with on a 
ride and um, Disney, I'm pretty sure, but like they showed a part where like the water wasn't filling all the way up. The hippo pool is eight feet deep and there's just machines and just a bunch of stuff underwater. For some reason, machines underwater just doesn't make sense to me. And I know like with technology today, it is something that makes sense, but just my brain and maybe I'm just dumb cannot connect the fact that you put a machine thing and it's supposed to run underwater. And I know it's possible. I know that boats and and motors exist, but it just freaks me out and makes me feel weird when it's not being used for something practical or transportation. Who needs a giant hippo animatronic in the water? Nobody. Apparently, like when they first made that ride, the Jungle Cruise ride, it was supposed to be like uh like they he he wanted real hippos. Have you guys this is going to be a very obscure reference. Have you seen like that most recent Tarzan live action remake that they made? I mean, it was it was garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very highly anticipated and it made me very upset. But there's a scene in it basically where like uh, Jane is like running away. Like she jumps out of the off the boat. You know, she's being held hostage and starts making a run for the shore. You know, they're in the jungle. Hippos. Hippos are fucking scary. Hippos and rhinos scare me. And they like. It's her, like, running to the water, and the hippos are, like, whoosh, like, chasing after her. Oh, shook me to my core in my adult life, I'm not going to lie to you. Just seeing those hippos chase after her. Like, hip- hippos are, I'm pretty sure they're, like, the mo- one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. Like, they are, like, sca- like, a hippo can beat a shark in, like, you know, of course, like, the right, um, you know, environment. I think the difference is, like, environmental adaptability. Um, hippos are fucking scary. They will kill you. They have no... No remorse. Are they omnivores? Are they? Hold on, guys. We got to know. Are hippos omnivores? I said, are hippos dangerous? The answer is, of course. Okay. Hippos are, om- oh my, they're omnivorous. That means they would eat you? Oh my God. Should I do a whole episode about how hippos terrify me? Oh wait, no, hippos are herbivores. Oh, no. Okay, hippos are um, herbivores, but it says that they're omnivorous here, but then herbivores here. I'm not sure which ones they are. No, but it's saying they're not hunters or carnivorous. People think that hippos eat meat because they're so big in size. However, hippos are herbivores, which means they only eat plants. So I guess they don't eat meat, but like they'll literally like they're very territorial. So they'll they'll attack you for fun. Um, they have like these big tusks and they're like aggressive. And they you know it says they mainly eat plants. Do they eat meat or not? They're not predators or carnivores. But that doesn't mean that they can't add me to... Okay, so if they're in the mood, they will take a bite out of you. Whether it's for food or for fun, they will do it. And that's scary enough. And seeing the the freaking Jungle Cruise hippo pool, I don't care if they're real hippos. I do not care. That is scary. I think that is one of the things that really messed me up as like a kid. Just, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about it. Oh, it's in my head. It's in my head. This is one of those things, guys, where I'm talking about how I'm not organized at all whatsoever. Because I just went on a whole tangent about this. But no, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today, guys. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I've kind of just, oh, man, I'm I'm feeling really gross right now about the hippos. I really can't get over it. I'm going to have to go, like, take a bath. I don't even know if I can go near water right now, even my bathtub at the moment. 
I'm feeling spooked. I hope you guys are not feeling the same way that I am right now. And honestly, I feel like I'm probably just being dramatic. It might just be a me thing. It might have nothing to do with you guys. You might be okay. You probably think I'm being stupid right now. Probably. But that's okay. I don't really care. Because it's my podcast. But <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, I wanted to say good luck with your Christmas plans. I don't know if we're going to be releasing um, an episode that week. I haven't figured it out yet. But if I do not get to talk to you guys, Merry Christmas. I hope it is fantastic no matter what you do. And even if you're not celebrating Christmas on Christmas, I hope you still have a great time, whether you're around family or with yourself. I don't know, just something special about the holidays. And I just want you know, I want you guys to be living living life to the fullest. <laughs> um do not forget to follow about that with Obi on Instagram. Um, not gonna lie, you guys have been lacking in that department. I will try to be better with it. I promise. Um <laughs> I will try to put out more fun little clips for you guys before the episodes come out. I'm still working on it. You know, we're on this process together. Um, if you also have the time, please follow Small Stuff Media. You know, you never know what's going on there. We always, you know, post in what is coming next with the team. So I would hate for you guys to miss anything. Um, do me a favor. If you could, please share this with your friends, family, anyone in between, the most organized person in your life, the least organized person in your life, and possibly someone who is also terrified of hippos. Um, I want to, I just want to talk, tell them to message me. We got to talk about it, you know? Um, but yeah, no, as always, I love it when you guys come and tune in. Thank you so much. Uh, and I will talk to you next time on the flip aside. See you guys later.